everyone, I'm Kate Galliford. And I'm Corbin Gregg. Welcome to the very last episode of Retrospect Season 4. On today's episode, we speak with USG Vice President Robert Sundstrom about the successes and failures of the United Student Government during the fall 2020 semester. Then, Corbin and I take some time to check in about what the future looks like for Retrospect. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. We're now joined by Robert Sundstrom, Vice President of Lincoln Center's United Student Government. Robert, thanks so much for taking the time. I know we're in the middle of final season or it's approaching. Um, so thank you for taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. Actually, the Observer Retrospect was my number three listen to podcast on Spotify Wrapped. Oh found out God. yesterday. So I'm very so excited to be here. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Wow. Good to hear. We always love to bring on fans of the show, you know? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so getting into it, the VP position was left unfilled after last semester and you were elected just a few months ago to fill that vacant position. What was it like to step into your role as USG vice president this semester? Obviously a lot of yeah. stuff is going on. It's a different, <laughs> different time. What was that like? Yeah, well, I think I benefited from being a USG senator and on the e-board last year for a chair of facilities. So the transition into the job wasn't actually that hard because I had relationships with a lot of the people on the e-board and such. What was a little bit more difficult is trying to figure out uh, the dynamic between uh, Lorene and I, as she's all the way on the West Coast and I was on campus. But I think we pretty quickly fell into a, a rhythm of kind of Lorraine handling virtual um, and remote aspects of USG. And I kind of fell into a role of more of a in-person liaison for USG, doing just a little bit of this and that everywhere on campus, just to make sure we could continue running as smoothly as possible. Yeah, like Corbin was saying, obviously this has been a tumultuous semester to really put it mildly. I mean, it started off with just so much uncertainty as to how the semester would unfold, what it would look like at all. We aren't sure if anyone's going to be on campus, who is going to be on campus. So many students, like you just said, including Lorena, our president, decided to remain off campus. And so everyone has kind of been dealing with the difficulties of staying safe in the pandemic, trying to remain connected to everyone on campus, whether you're living on campus or not, if you're in the city, and just all these difficulties. And so one of the running three uh, themes through several of the interviews that we've had in the past with different elected USG leaders is kind of the difficulty that there has always been at Lincoln Center with creating a more unified community and feeling connected to each other. And the pandemic certainly hasn't made that any easier. So what has USG been doing to kind of engage the Fordham community throughout this past semester and where has it succeeded or even failed? There's always that challenge of getting Fordham Lincoln Center to come together. But I think First of all, before I address like specifically this pandemic, I think something that happens with when people talk about getting Fordham Lincoln Center to have a more school spirit or to form more of a community, I think a lot of times people are judging ourselves based upon like what it's like at other schools or even what it's like just at Fordham Rose Hill. And I think that's an incorrect and an unfair comparison to, to really make because Fordham Lincoln Center is so unique. And so 
I, of course, I always strive and that's what I ran for is to increase Fordham pride and Fordham spirit and, you know, make Lincoln Center a school everyone can be proud to go to. But I also have a deep admiration for the unique small school spirit that we have. And I think Fordham Lincoln Center spirit is really marked by student advocacy and activism and always pushing Lincoln Center to be better. And so I think people see that people complain about things a lot at Lincoln Center and say, hey, like, oh, we must not have a lot of school spirit. But I actually interpret when people come to USG and they say this, this, and this is wrong with Lincoln Center. I say, like, that's somebody who's paying attention and cares about this community enough to say something that they want it to be better. But uh, in the pandemic, of course, we've had to make a lot of adjustments as everyone has to really reach students. And it, it's been une an uneven level of success, but we've worked really, really closely this year with the Office of Student Involvement and with Dr. Dorothy Wenzel in particular to try to generate more on-campus events because clubs have really not been able to or didn't feel comfortable putting on on-campus events this semester, which is makes total sense. But we've really worked closely with the Office of Student Involvement to make sure that at least once a week, there's some event on campus, whether that was the Christmas tree lighting, which we just have, which was our most attended event of the year. So that was really great. That was probably our biggest success this year. And we also had, a, that was a hybrid event. So we also had a large population join in on Instagram Live to take part in, I think, one of Lincoln Center's favorite traditions or any other events that we had that the Office of Student Involvement really made possible, like uh, the silent disco or de-stress fest and things like that. No, I really appreciate your comments about how unique Fordham Lincoln Center is. I think that I'm sure that there are like small schools out there that suffer from school spirit issues just because they're small, but I feel like what makes the Fordham Lincoln Center community and something like a common thread between all of us is that we love the city so much. And I think that has been what's been so difficult, especially like I've been home all semester. And so when you're small and you're kind of unique and everyone typically goes and does their own thing out in the city as like sort of campus life for the most part, when that is taken away and you are home, I think that's what's been really difficult for so many students because that really is like the heart of what Fordham Lincoln Center's like school spirit is, is Manhattan or any of the other boroughs. Yeah. And, um, I really liked what you said about one of the unique things about Lincoln Center school spirit being about advocacy and how like Lincoln Center's students ability to just want things to be better. And in an interview with the observer earlier this semester, prior to your election, you spoke about different student concerns about the availability of on campus testing. So for students on campus, this was kind of the talk of the school at the time. Uh, I know many people who I spoke with felt forums testing policies were too limited with students only able to get tested once a month following their initial uh, set of tests. You said in that interview that one of your the first things that you would do would, is speak to Dean Eldridge about making testing more accessible. So did you have that conversation? What was the outcome? And going into next semester, are there any ways you are working on behalf of the student body in terms of coronavirus safety? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's actually, of course, that's something that's very important to me. And um, so that conversation ended up happening with Dr. Wenzel, who works in Dean Eldridge's office. So essentially it's the same <laughs> thing there. But that conversation went with Dr. Wenzel and we worked together with Residential Life and uh, Health Services 
to really make it clear. So that included getting more posting up. Like if you were on campus, you'd see large signs and flyers all over campus that we created to remind students about the availability of walk-in testing and when the new testing deadlines were for each month and things like that. Something that we also clarified was that whereas we may not require students to have uh, more than one test a month, uh, and it worked out to be a little bit more than that just when you do the overlap, but if we don't require that, that walk-in is available and on demand by call. So we had uh, several people this semester who, you know, were commuters who were going home to someone who was high risk. And those people were able to call health services and set up a system that they could come like once a week, or if they needed to come every two days, like in a week, you know, that was, that was, they were accommodated. So I was really proud that that was allowed to happen because obviously that was very important. And I think the numbers at Lincoln Center speak for themselves that we really never had more than 11 cases at Lincoln Center in a given two week period. And of those cases, uh, it was usually never more than one or two undergraduate students who were testing positive or were exposed. So a lot of that ended up being graduate students and law students who undergraduate students, frankly, weren't interacting with on campus. So that was something that uh, was really encouraging to me, especially looking at, you know, of course, other schools numbers like NYU or something like that, but also looking just up to Rose Hill and seeing how much they were sort of struggling, especially towards the end there. So I was proud of the Lincoln Center undergraduate community, I think, in uh, our ability to keep our numbers as low as possible. Obviously, as the rates went up in the city, we saw a little bit of an increase, but I think I appreciated that no one really panicked. They just kept washing their hands and maintaining six feet social distance and wearing their mask when they were outside of their room, not going to parties. And, you know, so I think that determination was really admirable. So obviously we've touched on a few different issues regarding like what student life looked like during the pandemic, but that wasn't the only thing going on. There was still an academic semester happening. Also, there are obviously other concerns, um, especially over the summer regarding the Black Lives Matter movement. A lot of Black Fordham students had concerns about what Fordham as an institution would do to kind of look out for them. I think that so many people everywhere were kind of disappointed in how their respective institutions or universities responded. I don't think Fordham was an exception, but obviously, as a student organization, USG operates a little differently from Fordham itself, just kind of like as a university. And so I remember over the summer, like different posts that USG, the Instagram account was making to kind of reassure black students that like their interests were always being minded by USG and that sort of thing. So what other main concerns did you hear from students throughout the semester in general, both those off campus, on campus, and what did you do to address them? There was definitely a slew of concerns that we had to try to juggle this year. You know, of course, being hybrid for most of us and fully remote for others like Lorraine and a lot of the senators did not make it really easy. But I think we tried to address the problems that seem to be affecting people the most deep. So maybe not the most people, but the problems that were affecting people most significantly. And so I think part of that was, I owe a lot to Lorene for the work she started in the summer before I was elected uh, with her FIRE initiative, which is a social justice um, and anti-discrimination policy that she formed with other club leaders. And so 
people from RHA and all CSA and AB and other LC leaders came together to see ways that they could make their clubs, you know, uh, more accessible and more actively anti-racist, which is, you know, that's really the key is not just about not being racist because I don't think we're really levying accusations like that against Fordham Lincoln Center clubs, but it's how can we be more engaged in the fight against racism and how, how can we actively participate in dismantling what we see at Fordham, like implicit bias and things like that. So I owe a lot to Lorraine for that, who really spearheaded that and has kept it up. Like she just sat on a panel um, yesterday on uh, student initiatives for social justice and things like that. So she's really been spearheading that aspect of our response. I think the other concern we heard, uh, like you mentioned, was about academics. And I know I'm just myself, I felt overwhelmed, you know, almost immediately in this semester uh, with the way that we shifted and responded to our online education. And I think that's was in part in a little bit of an overreaction from last year when we saw like a deep drop off from what the level of education we normally used to. I think in the end of the spring semester, which is to be expected, but I think we kind of may have tried to counteract that a little bit too much this semester. And it ended up giving students a lot of asynchronous work that really piled up uh, in addition to screen fatigue and all of the unique stresses that come with the pandemic. So I think something we've tried to do through college council meetings with Dean Riccio and other meetings with academic deans is really express that while we appreciate Fordham's commitment to our education, because, you know, we're still trying to receive that same level of excellence in education, there probably needs to be a change going forward in the next semester in the amount of work that students are seeing. And that's something that we were, I mean, I think someone probably from USG, whether it's myself or Joey Moyer, who's our treasurer, who sits on a lot of uh, committees for like college advisory and all sorts of different things, or any one of our senators like E. Smith, they're very engaged in these meetings, uh, is really making the student voice heard that we appreciate what has been done so far, but it's not a really sustainable plan of action to move forward the way we are. And I think another thing that we try to make sure that the academic deans at Lincoln Center know is while online learning is absolutely the way we need to be going right now. You know, that's just the safest route. We have been trying to lay the groundwork that this is something that as soon as we cannot do it, we would like to not do it anymore. You know, I think there's going to be, whenever there's crisis time decisions made, there's long lasting effects that people don't think about. And I think one of those effects that we need to watch out for is that there's probably going to be some push to keep at least some part of online education here at Fordham afterwards, after we have a vaccine and after much of the population has been inoculated and things like that. And I don't know if that's something that Lincoln Center students specifically want to see. And so we've been sort of, obviously, we have no official statement on it, but I think laying the groundwork to say that, you know, we would like to eventually return to some sense of normalcy in our in-person education. Yeah, so you kind of alluded to it with what we're looking towards for 
next semester. Obviously, things with the pandemic are honestly worse than they ever have been. We're seeing like new highs of cases every day. We're seeing like the highest death, almost the highest death rates that we've ever seen. So with the term coming to a close and we're all bracing for finals and essays and all of that, but can you clue us into some of the things that you're working towards for next semester in terms of either fostering student engagement like we were talking about before or just dealing with the unique circumstances that characterized this semester and now probably next semester? Yeah. So, you know, I just want to say, first of all, like you said, as we're winding down, I want to remind everyone to take care of yourself and your friends and really anyone you know. It's always my opinion that, you know, you never know what somebody is going through, especially now. So even if you don't know someone very well and you see that they're going through a hard time, it only takes one person to say, hey, are you okay? And just listen to them. So, and I think that's something that Lincoln Center does really well already. That's just the first thing when you mention the winding down of the semester and how hard times are right now. And you're absolutely right about that, that we are in the worst of it, really. I think that care for the community and for each other is really, really essential. Moving forward for next semester, I think we're anticipating a few more students coming to campus, or at least we're hopeful that a few more students will come to campus and try to revive our community a little bit. Although I'm really glad about like, you know, the 600 undergraduates who were at Lincoln Center this year, I think formed a really unique sense. And I think that's sort of a badge we'll wear together as we move forward in our college career. But we are anticipating a little bit of an increase. So we're hoping, first of all, the safety is our top concern. So we want to make sure that we have as much success as we had this year and keeping our numbers low. And so that's includes making sure that anybody new who comes to campus knows that we're not messing around and you know, we're going to take our mask wearing enforcement seriously and we're going to, we're not going to engage in activities that are dangerous, uh, even as vaccine starts rolling out uh, probably here in late December. Again, safety is our main concern there. Um, we are looking forward to, now that we know a little bit more about how we can plan events and how we can move forward with that, uh, USG is looking forward to, obviously winter ball isn't seeming like it's going to be really possible to go off campus and have, you know, everybody dress up at a hotel or something and have a dance like that. That doesn't seem really feasible. And even if it was feasible, it doesn't really feel like something the community would be comfortable doing with in regards to our safety. But so we're trying to fill that hole a little bit, or I am at least. Um, And so something we're looking forward to is towards the end of the year, we're trying to plan things like the bash, which would be sort of an outdoor semi-formal event that would happen in shifts of around 50 people. And so that might feature something like student musicians and some safe vendors and things like that on the plaza. And people could sign up for, you know, an hour and a half shift from one to 2.30 and then 2.30 to four and come and, you know, engage in some sense of community and things like that. And we're planning a lot of other events. We're hoping to bring back Fordham Fridays in uh, some capacity uh, starting in late February. That's something I've been spearheading right now. Uh, And so we've been working to figure out how, obviously we don't think we can be handing out pizza like usual. Hopefully we'll get back to the dollar slices being available for everyone sometime soon before class of 2022 graduates at least. But we're looking to see how we can work with to get individually wrapped like things like cookies or sandwiches that would be able to to safely uh, be passed out and things like that. And 
we're also going to try to do some raffle type things with Fordham Friday so that people online can engage in it. And so, you know, the last or the second to last week in February, look to win a couple of different Fordham branded sweatshirts and things like that. Hopefully, um, if we can get that approved. And also looking forward to another event is like, we want to work with Cab for the Spring Fling, which would be another something close to the bash. And so I think there's a lot of hope um, on USG specifically. And as I think uh, Campus Activities Board deserves a lot of credit too for the way in which this semester they really kept on-campus engagement up and virtual. You know, they had their in-person bingo and their virtual bingo and things like that. They really have gone above and beyond to make sure that there's still uh, engagement opportunities for students. But there's a lot of hope that we can get commuters to who aren't necessarily taking in-person classes to say, hey, get your test and stay up to date and come to an event on the plaza or tell first years in uh, McKeon to come down and meet somebody, you know, even if it's six feet away in hula hoops like we've been doing, sit and like talk to somebody and, you know, meet who lives across the hall from you, uh, which I think a lot of people have been struggling with understandably. And so I think there's a lot of hope. Obviously, we're moving forward cautiously. Uh, we don't want to upset anything that we did this semester, but I think there's a little bit of hope that we can really expand at least the community engagement for next semester. We just want to let you have the last word if there's anything else you want to say on behalf of USG or even like on a personal note to the Fordham community, go for it. My As my parting remarks on this, my favorite or third favorite uh, podcast on Spotify wrapped. Uh, I'd like to, of course, thank you both for having me on um, and getting a chance to talk to the Fordham community in this way. I like it a little bit more than written interviews. I'm a talker. Uh, but I think to the Fordham community, I'd say, first of all, thank you for this semester for letting one, letting me serve you and try to make our community better and safer and also for everyone's commitment to the Fordham community on campus and online. We saw pretty much equal levels of engagement in clubs, awesomely successful club events online dating all the way back to last April with Stove's Comedy Club that raised $5,000 for coronavirus relief for essential workers. Um, we've seen, like I said, CAB had had so many great events, RHA, Flow, just all, all of the clubs at Lincoln Center have really maintained um, that community, whether it's in person having hybrid meetings like USG did, where it was me and three other students on Zoom with Laureen, or those people who were setting up the online meetings and sat there for hours trying to figure out how can we keep people engaged past five minutes and how can I make sure first years meet each other. Everybody deserves a pat on the back and then another and another. My deepest gratitude to everybody who really worked to make sure that Fordham Lincoln Center community really remained afloat during this time, but I think increased a little bit. I think we saw a real shift in, in commitment to uh, maintaining those communities. So thank you to the Fordham community for that. And I'll just say, uh, everybody, please stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and hopefully we'll all be back together on February 1st. Making sure everybody stays safe is so important and making sure that everybody stays mentally well and like feels connected to the community is also super important. So I think it's really important that you call out those things that 
have been done by so many people at Fordham to make that happen. And thank you so much for coming on Retrospect today. It was great to have this conversation and we're glad that you were able to come on and we hope that you'll come on again in the future. Thank you, of course. This has been Retrospect. Thanks once again to Robert for coming on the show today to talk about what USG has done over the course of the semester and what needs to be done going forward. As stated earlier, this is our final episode of Retrospect for the semester and the end of season four. For anyone who is stuck with us throughout the term or those who just started listening recently, thank you so much for letting us speak with you every week. We have a couple of episodes planned for the winter break heading into the holidays, so please stay tuned. We'll be back with another full season next semester, beginning season five next February. As always, I'm Corbin Gregg, and I just want to say thank you to Kate for being a great co-host this semester. Wouldn't have pulled together episodes without you. Corbin, thank you for saying that, first of all. I'm really proud of the work we've done together here this semester. I'm really excited to see where next semester takes us, season five. That's so exciting. And like you were saying, everyone who tunes in, you know, if it's every week, if it's every so often, if you're Robert and this is your third most popular podcast from the year, we really appreciate it. I've had a lot of fun doing this and it's been great. So yeah, before I let you wrap up, everyone stay safe, have a great holiday and until next episode. Yeah, just everyone, thank you so much for listening. It's been really fun to do this podcast every week. Just to parrot what Kate said there, everyone stay safe. Uh, Take care of yourself during finals, and we'll be back again with you soon.